0: You're listening to Brave and Boss episode 17. On this week's episode, I'm talking all about pricing. So I've had a ton of DM requests for more episodes on finance, which is something that I am personally really passionate about talking about because it is critical, especially for purpose-driven businesses, for us to know our numbers because we're dealing with slimmer margins and lots of competition in our marketplace. So on this week's episode, I'm talking all about pricing for profit. So get out that notebook and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to brave and boss the podcast. I'm your host, Christy Sumer, the founder and CEO of encircled as well as host of this podcast, B school mentor, business coach, and proud dog mama. (laughs) Welcome back. I'm really excited to have you listening to this podcast again. And if you are a first time listener, welcome to you too. One thing you should know about this podcast is that I don't take a lot of time leading into the podcast. I've sat on those podcasts where you're on it for 25 minutes. And then you're like, okay, when is this person going to give me some info? I do a little preamble and then we get right into the meat of the podcast. So today's episode is going to be Focused on pricing for profit. So I've had a lot of requests for finance type related episodes. And if you are just starting out in your business or you're scaling your e-commerce store, you'll know that finance becomes really, really important no matter what you're selling. And especially for product based businesses who have a social mission or sustainability built into their business model, because we all know it costs more to run an ethical business. So you need to be super, super smart with your money. So before I go into the episode, I just want to remind everybody that I have a free webinar up right now called Five uh, Ways to 5X Your Email Marketing Revenue. If you haven't taken or heard of my email marketing masterclass that is now up on teachable. And there's the 60 minute free webinar. The link will be in the show notes, sign up, check out the hour long webinar. If you learn something amazing, if you want to go ahead and sign up for the course, there's a coupon code at the end of that, which you can use the email marketing masterclass is open for enrollment all year round now. So you can join anytime and have access to all the content. And you can read some of the testimonials from students who have joined and seen a really big impact in their business. I'm super proud of this course. I put almost a year's work of time and effort into it. And it's basically everything I know about email marketing. So if you're freaking out about Facebook ads right now, you need to build up your email marketing channel and investing in it will pay off tenfold. All right, so let's get into the episode and talk about pricing for profit. So one of the biggest mistakes I see when I was coaching startup entrepreneurs is that oftentimes people are not pricing their product properly. And part of that reason is that they're not following a process to price the product. And part of it is that they're not valuing the product how a consumer would value the product, or they're underselling their worth. This is something that I've seen in a lot of product-based businesses, especially those that start on like something like Etsy, where they're doing handmade items and they're just doing it as a side hustle. Perhaps you can relate to this. And you're like, you've got your full-time jobs. You just like to make a little extra money, maybe for like your yoga or your wine budget, no judgment here. And then you start to scale and you're like, oh dang, like I'm making this beautiful mug, but I'm really only making like 30% gross margin on it. Cause I didn't account for things when I was pricing it. Cause I was Employed full time. So, this is something really common, really, really common. So, if you're, if this is resonating with you right now, first of all, don't be embarrassed about it because we've all priced products improperly. I've done it too. I, I've told the story before about how when I first developed this v neck called the Nomadic v neck, it was like supposed to be the best v neck you'll ever own, like super high quality fabric, washes and wears beautifully, great fit. It had like reinforced seams and Mobilon in the shoulders. So it held its shape well. And it was just like a really, really high quality product. And also it was made from sustainable materials and it was made in Toronto. And I remember when I was pricing it and I was like, Ooh, you know what? I'm going to charge. Like, I, I was like really nervous because it was a basic. So, I was like, I had one employee at the time and I'm like, I'm going to charge $38. And she's like, that's really cheap. And I was like, no, that seems like really expensive for a t-shirt. Like you've got H&M who's selling t-shirts for $8 at the time. Joe Fresh, maybe like $5. And so that's like, you know, nine times the price. But then, you know, if when I actually did the math around what went into that product and pricing it, when I put it at that price, I was actually pretty much almost losing money because the cost to make was so high on that product. Now, she encouraged me to put it up and I think I originally priced it. I was like, okay, okay, we'll just price it at like, 48. And then I sold a bunch of them and I was like, okay, that was amazing. I sold so many. And then I looked at how much profit I made and I made like no profit. So I was like, what are we doing here? We got to price this more. And then progressively, just like year over year, as I got more specialty people into my business, looking at the margins, we brought that up and we eventually discontinued this top, which in retrospect, I mean, I don't think it's a mistake. It was a very expensive piece to make. And the challenge with Some products and especially in the ethical space, which I'm sure many of you can relate with is there's a bit of a ceiling unless you have some sort of celebrity endorsement or something like that. So for example, there's like a really famous example of Kanye West selling like basically a Haynes white t-shirt for like $400 and they sold out in five seconds. Well, guess what? I'm not Kanye West. I don't have that kind of following. We don't have any celebrity endorsements other than Alicia Silverstone, but Yeah. So we're still relatively small brands. We don't have that kind of clout where we can go around with our brand and price like that. So there's always going to be a ceiling. So with our cost of manufacturing, the cost of fabric going up, you know, eventually that product was priced at $88. And then we were like, okay, we just can't, like they weren't selling as much. Then they were holding up a lot of inventory space. So we decided to just discontinue them and figure out a way to make a t-shirt, sustainably at a lower price point with different materials and make some decisions around fabrics and stuff like that. But that's just a story of something where I started really low because I was scared to price it too high. I didn't want to scare my customers off with my high price. But one thing I've learned in the last you know eight years of running a circle is that price is really correlated with perception of brand. Of course, you can go out there and charge $400 for a t-shirt and you may not sell any But if you're charging $78 for a t-shirt and, you know, your customer is like, wow, buy it and it's amazing and it's selling, that's really great value to a customer. And it's also a proxy for what your brand stands for. And, you know, nothing's worse than seeing, for me, you know, the lack of proper pricing, especially in the fashion industry, especially in the niche that I'm in, which is ethical and sustainable when you're looking at your competitors, you can't control their pricing because that's illegal. But, you know, once you get more and more familiar with your category and your materials, and you start to see competitors in your space who have similar supply chains, similar materials, and you look at their pricing, you're like, whoa, that's whack. How are they pricing that so cheap? It's because they're probably not making any money. And that is the plain ass truth. So, I'm not gonna name names, but in the ethical and sustainable fashion space, specifically in Canada, there's, you know, a few brands that price the product very competitively with us. And that's great because that's exactly how their product should be priced. And then there's a few upstart brands who price them really low. There's one based out of Toronto who uses the same materials and has some similar factories and makes some similar type products to some of our basics. And her pricing is like 30% less than ours. And it was even lower than that a while ago. I think she brought it up. And I just know that margin based on my calculations is gonna be in the 40s. And a gross margin in the 40s in the fashion industry can be fine if you're a Ritzia. But if you're a startup, you're gonna really suffer. And let's talk a little bit about why. You know, there's no perfect. I often get asked, like, what is the ideal gross margin for your business? So let's just talk about what gross margin is, just from a basic standpoint. So typically, you have revenue or sales, whatever you want to call it, top line sales, top line revenue, and then you'll have your cost of goods sold. So that's like a really basic way to like calculate it. So you know, you have your product materials, um, maybe your packaging and your labor go into your COGS. Traditionally, in an accounting Framework, you know, talk to your accountants if you're not 100% sure on this. And if you don't have an accountant, side note, get one. And then that would be your gross margin, whatever is left over from that. So let's, for an easy, easy example, say you sell $100 in, let's just sell one product at $100. And then your cost to make that product is $40. So your gross margin dollars is actually $60. And so to figure out your gross margin, this one's an easy example, but your gross margin on this one is 60%. The numbers just work out that way. But you just do a little calculation where you divide into the sales to figure out what your gross margin is, your gross margin percentage. So for most of us, hopefully you're doing this on a monthly basis with your accountants. If not, I highly recommend that, especially if you are over, let's say, $10,000 $10,000 in revenue a month, you should probably start getting, and especially if you're doing paid ads, and definitely if you're over 20, you should probably start getting monthly profit and loss statements, um, especially if you have employees. So you have your gross margin percentage, let's say of 60%, which is like a decent gross margin in an ethical space. We always want it to be higher, but that's like decent. So you have, let's say that's $60 in gross margin dollars. And then that's not your profit. So what else are you gonna pay there? So perhaps you have you know, the cost to pack and pick that order of like $5. And then maybe you ran some ads to get that customer. So that might be another $20. And then maybe your overhead expenses are another five. And then you know your shipping cost is like eight. And so you sum all those up, and this is just like totally random weird numbers. Let's put some more numbers in here actually. And then let's throw in like another ten dollars for like you know that label maker thing and then some tissue paper and then another couple of dollars, let's say, on on wastage and returns. And then from that hundred dollar sale, you're netting net profit now is ten dollars. That's a ten percent net profit, which sounds really low, but that is actually really common in retail. Really common. You're not going to see gross margins of 30 per, or sorry, net margins of 30% in the ethical space unless somebody's selling a really high price point product. It's just super difficult. So let's just play around with these numbers a little further. Stick with me on the math. So let's say you're making $100,000 a year. So we go 10% times $100,000 in revenue. 10000 So that's net profit of $10,000 a year. Divide that by 12. That's about $833 a year. So if you haven't put into those operating expenses that I started going through your salary, then you're not making any money. So we got to like fix something in this equation to make it make sense. And this is why you need to know your numbers, because when I go through my profit and loss statement every month for encircled, I'm looking at, you know, what percentage of sales did we spend on COGS? So that calculation we talked at, I'm looking at what percentage is payroll of our sales, what percentage is rent, all those things, advertising. And if some number is really off, then that's the sign to deep dive. Now, the reason why doing that annually becomes really precarious as you grow is because what if you figure out at the end of the year, you've been spending 40% of your sales on Facebook ads and that's not sustainable. I say this because I've been there. I tell this story sometimes on the podcast where I hired this really high-flying Facebook ads guy who's super smart, but he was spending like a lot of money on ads and his fee was really high. I wasn't looking at my profit and loss statements. We were exploding in top line revenue. This is way back in 2017. And when I started looking at my profit and loss statements, I was like, ooh, there's a bit of a loss there. And the next month I was like, ooh, that's a bit of a loss. And then like by the third month, I was like, whoa, we're really in the red. And we were growing like triple to quadruple digits in revenue and losing money. Now that sounds crazy to some of you perhaps, but you know what? That is very common. So I was just talking to a friend last night on text and she was mentioning how, Casper is being valued at a billion dollars and something like, I don't want to misquote this, but she said they're losing like 20% on every sale. So they're like losing money on every sale that they make. How crazy is that? And there's a lot of businesses out there that have gotten venture funding who aren't making profit. One that I can think of that everybody knows in the ethical and sustainable space is Everlane. Everlane didn't make a profit until somewhat recently, apparently. And they took on like $40 million in venture funding. It's because the cost of customer acquisition, once you've hit a certain point, you know some of us get really lucky with like big pr hits and stuff like that where we get into like you know people magazine or vogue and that just like explodes our business but more than likely you're gonna have to do some paid marketing whether it's influencers or collaborations or uh, facebook ads or google ads and that cost of c- customer acquisition can be very expensive and if you don't know your numbers if you're not pricing for profit you can lose money on every single sale. And you can look at your top line revenue and say, hey, look at how amazing I'm doing. And then at the bottom line, you're losing money. So, cash flow is king in product based businesses. So, that is why you need to know your numbers. So, hopefully, I've convinced you that numbers are really, really important. So, let's talk about how you can actually start to price for profit and things you should think about. So, the one thing I really, really encourage you to do is to build. Get your like COGS cost of goods sold set up with your accountants on your profit and loss statement, like per the generally accepted accounting principles. We don't want to mess with that, but create your own pricing spreadsheet. So when I work with coaching clients, which side note, I will be opening up intensives again sometime soon. I give them my pricing for profit spreadsheet. And basically what it is is a modified cost of goods sold, where I include everything variable to that product. Because at the end of the day, e-commerce, if you guys are primarily using that channel, there's a lot of variable costs for everything you sell. And the way a traditional profit and loss or P&L statement is calculated is a little bit antiquated because I want to know, for me, I want to know the difference between what I have as fixed costs. So for me, a fixed cost is like rent or payroll. So I'm going to have payroll no matter if I sell you know, 10 items or like 10,000 items, unless I decide to fire somebody. But a variable cost would be the cardboard box that it's going into. So in this spreadsheet, basically, I have clients go through and put in their entire assortment and we go through, you know, the cost of materials. So like the fabric or the ingredients that go into it, the packaging, the label, the jar, the wastage. So we calculate like what percentage of jars break. Let's say if it's skincare cream and glass, we go through and put a percentage of you know, the shipping cost in there, because oftentimes I know many of you are subsidizing shipping partially, so that needs to be in your pricing calculation. Then we also go in and add marking materials. So let's say you are spending, you know two dollars on a postcard and then the tissue paper is like five like fifty cents and then you have a branded box that's like two dollars and a hang tag. All of those elements that vary by order should be in there. And then the last really important thing I put in there is the, an estimate of returns. So if you're in a category like shoes or fashion where there are, you know, generally a higher amount of returns due to fit, then you need to account for a percentage of returns in your margin as well. So basically I have them go through. It's a really painful experience, probably for a lot of clients, but it's super necessary. And some of them are really shocked because some of them who thought they had a margin of like, you know, 40, 50%, which is, you know, not great, but it's like manageable. And as you scale, you will get some efficiencies in product costs and manufacturing. Then by the end of the day, when they put in, you know, all that kind of stuff, there's a sleek branded box, the hang tag, all this, you know, stuff, it's like they're making 19%. And that is not scalable because at the end of the day, you need to probably have some marketing spend and then you're making zero, basically. So this is why knowing your margins is so, so important. So if you don't get the chance to work with me and get that spreadsheet, definitely you can make it yourself and do some research online and set that up. But it is really critical that you go through there and be really honest with yourself. You know, you're gonna have products that when you put them into your pricing for profit spreadsheet, you're gonna be like, wow, that product really sucks in profit, but I'm selling like a gazillion units. It's my top seller. And then you have to make some tough choices. You have to say, okay, can I, you know, lower the cost on the product or can I increase the price or is this product like a real traffic driver? So when I think about my product assortment, you know, I think about it like a grocery store. So milk is like a, you know, back in the day when we used to like really want to go to the grocery store, milk was a traffic driver because everybody needs, needs milk and it's always at the back of the store. I don't know if you guys ever noticed that, but it's never at the front unless you're at like a convenience store. The reason is, is because the grocery store wants to drag you to the back and they want you to check out the aisles and buy something else. So it's often a loss leader because they're not profiting that much on the milk itself, but they're hoping that you're going to pick up, you're going to see that popcorn, you're going to see that cake. That's maybe that's just me. (laughs) Midnight at Laplace (laughs) buying popcorn and cake, or like you, you forgot, you know, you need some celery or some apples or some yogurt. And they're hoping that you're going to go in there for that milk and realize, oh my God, I might as well pick up a few other things in here while I'm there. And especially personal care products, because those are super high margin and grocery stores love selling them. So think about that with your own business. If you have a product, let's say, Let's say you have this amazing t-shirt and it's a bit lower margin, but it really sucks people into your brand and gets them to repurchase, That and it's not making a ton of money for you, you may consider keeping it because it still holds a place in your assortment. But what you wanna make sure in that circumstance is that the rest of your products are making up for your margin. It's a really unrealistic scenario unless you're selling like one product that every single product is going to have the same gross margin percentage. That is unrealistic. So you need to look at the portfolio of what you're selling as a product and try to average that out and balance out your margins to something ideally, I think 60% and above. Otherwise, I think you're just going to get really stuck as you scale your brand. All right, so that is it for this episode. I've given you guys tons of tips on pricing for profit. If you want to hop on over and join our Facebook group, it's facebook.com slash groups slash Brave and boss. We're doing a few cool things, some Q and A's coming up in there. So definitely join. It's totally free. Lots of amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs in there as well. And if you're on Clubhouse, hit me up. I'm at Christy Sumer. That's K R I S T I S O O M E R. And also same on Instagram, Christy Sumer. I'd love to have you slide into my DMs and tell me what you learned from this episode and give me some future episode ideas. I'll definitely do a bunch more on finance. And I'm actually considering offering my my pricing for profit spreadsheet for sale, just for a nominal amount so that you guys can download that and really get a lot of use out of it. Cause I think it's added a lot of value. Well, I know it's added a lot of value to my clients as well as my own business as well. We still use it today. All right. So that's it. Have an amazing day and we'll talk to you guys soon.